0: Hello, and welcome back for the series two, episode fifty-two of the LDS, sorry, the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Convolve Me. All habits, I suppose. Uh, I am Matthew Roberts, your host as always, and we're continuing with our study today. Firstly, I want to push again the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. We now have a few uh, uh, people in the group and hopefully we'll get some discussion going. Uh, so please do join us uh, and share your your study, any quotes that have stood out to you, any verses that have stood out to you, just any feelings that you've had from this study. It'd be great to share uh, our uh, what people have been studying together. Uh, We are continuing with February the 17th to 23rd, 2nd Nephi chapters 11 to 25, we rejoice in Christ. And we are continuing with the section 2nd Nephi chapters 12 to 13, the proud and worldly will be humbled. And we're moving into chapter 13 and whilst yesterday talked about what pride may look like and uh, what pride uh, means in our lives... Uh, we're, we're now kind of looking at the consequences of that pride today. And um, uh, Second Nephi 13, or Isaiah 3, as it relates to, uh, talks about what happens to Judah and Jerusalem as a result of their pride. But of course, what we should be looking for is how this applies firstly to Nephi and his family, uh, or his um, you know relations that are now growing and developing in the new world, but also how this applies to us personally in our lives. Um, straight away in verses one to three, we read this for behold, the Lord, the Lord of hosts, doth take away from Jerusalem and from Judah, the stay and the staff, the whole staff of bread and the whole stay of water, the mighty man and the man of war, the judge and the prophet and the prudent and the ancient, the captain of 50, the honorable man and the counselor and the cunning artificer and the eloquent orator. Uh, so first one, I think links very much to the savior. Uh, the whole staff of bread and the whole stay of water. It conjures to my mind the imagery of the bread of life and the living water that the Saviour is for us. And then in verses 2 to 3, we see how there are many things that are taken away, including the mighty man, the man of war. And actually, uh, it it suggests here that there's different uh, supports or strengths that we can have in our lives which are removed. The tender mercies of the Lord which are removed from our lives. Uh, such as political guidance, spiritual guidance, wise guidance, leadership guidance, um, support in, in the counselor, uh, artificer. So even just skills of, uh, you know, industry and all of that uh, can be are, are lost or taken away. Uh, and I think that that can apply to our lives, that we will stop seeing the blessings of the Lord in m- many of these areas uh, if we move away from him and decide to rely on our own arm. Um, and again, this may be quite subtle to us, uh, but uh, because we lose kind of that foresight with our spiritual eyes, uh, but these kind of blessings that we can receive into our lives from these spe- in these specific areas uh, will be lost. In the Second Nephi chapter 13, verses six to seven, Uh, It talks about how uh, there'll be, well, I'll just read it first. It says, when a man shall take hold of his brother of the house of his father and shall say, thou hast clothing, be our ruler and let not this ruin come under thy hand. In that day shall he swear, saying, I will not be a healer. For in my house there is neither bread nor clothing. Make me not a ruler of the people. Um, People will look to others for leadership. People will look to others to guide them. Uh, in, a, in a world where guidance is not possible because they do not have uh, the, the guiding hand of the Lord. Victor L. Ludlow, who, uh, is, who wrote a book about Isaiah and commentating on his words, says this, quote, These verses are important because they re-emphasize both the social breakdown of the patriarchal order and the extreme physical poverty of the state. The cloak, or similar, which is the brother's so-called claim to power, is not a rich robe, but is itself a sign of extreme poverty. In other words, the petitioner is saying you have at least some sort of cloak and the provisions necessary for physical sustenance food and clothing without either physical or social stays. It is no wonder that the brother declines a position for which he might otherwise be ambitious. So the fact it's stating that he has a cloak suggests that actually he doesn't have very much else, which I think is a very good point. And... um, the fact that we've lost all the kind of support and guidance and leadership that uh, was was mentioned in verses two to three uh, identifies why the brother does not want to lead. Uh, and the same can be said for us when we lose the blessings and the direction of the Lord. We will not know which way to go. We will lose that guidance and that uh, direction in our lives. Uh, and so we need to be careful of that. We then move to verse nine. And I really love this. Um verse nine, it says, the show of their countenance doth witness against them and doth declare their sin to be even a Sodom and they cannot hide it. Woe unto their souls for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. Um, the reward of, of obviously not following the commandments is not receiving the blessings of the Lord. Uh, and instead that leaves us vulnerable. It leaves us open to the elements of Satan and the um, just the wiles of the whirlwind and the shafts in the whirlwind which do fly around We are protected with the Lord, without the Lord we are not protected, and we cannot ask for his support in these things. In verse eleven it says, Woe unto the wicked for they shall perish, for the reward of their hands shall be upon them. Spencer V. Jones in a general conference talk said this At times consequences of of sin may appear to be very subtle to the sinner. We may even convince ourselves that no one will be able to detect our sins and that they are well concealed but always to our heavenly father and often to spiritually sensitive leaders, parents, and friends. Our sins are glaringly apparent while attending a youth fireside with elder Richard G Scott. I noticed five youths sit scattered among the congregation whose countenances or body language almost screamed that something was spiritually amiss in their lives. After the meeting, when I mentioned the five youths to Eld- elder Scott, he simply replied, there were eight Close quote. Um, this, I, I kind of thought about this and just reflected on this. And, you know, one of my problems in my life is I sometimes just struggle to know if I'm doing okay. You know, I think that many of us have that situation. I doubt that I'm the only one where, you know, we often sit and think, Am I really okay before the Lord? Am I in the position I'm meant to be? Um, and I think that what we need to recognize is that actually it should be very clear to us. The, the things which we do, the signs are clear. Uh, to ourselves, and they can't be to others. Our actions reveal our position, especially when we are alone, and that is, I think, a very important barometer. That the Lord is willing to support and help us to know where we are at. But actually, we just need to reflect upon the past week, the past few days, and think, well, what have I done in the past few days? Uh, and especially when I'm alone, and as we consider those those things if we've been studying the, the word of the Lord, if we've been praying to our Father in heaven, if we've been trying to be the best that we can in our families and love and cherish and honor our wives and and support and uplift and edify our children, if we've tried to do what we can to support and minister to those around us, if we've you know just been doing those small and simple things, whilst they may be small and simple to us, we'll recognize that actually we must be Somewhere where we're meant to be, because otherwise, would we do those things, or would we instead while away our time or focus in ourselves inwardly? And if we are focusing on ourselves inwardly, that's when we can try and repent and try and change that. But again, that word repentance with those negative connotations that I think we still have, despite the many talks and testimonies given by President Nelson and President Oaks and others, is not about beating ourselves with a stick, but it's about just changing, just asking the Lord to be in our lives for the Savior's atonement to work within us, to change us to be that much better, that even small bit better each and every day. Um, I just fell on my knees after reading this and just, you know, thank the Lord for that because, you know, it is, it is important to know how we're doing. And uh, Elder Jones's um, comments there and also the verses in 9 and 11 indicate how we can know this. In verse 12, it continues on talking about how children become oppressors and 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 how you know it's the state of the world where the where we move away from the guidance of the Lord and that that is not what He desires. Uh, and then just to finish, um, it talks about the spoil of the poor in your houses, which I thought was interesting, and I I kind of likened that to having not supported or blessed the poor that we have, you know, the spoil of the poor in our houses, the the extra, and it doesn't have to be physical things like money or food, but it could just simply be time. The spoil of the poor in, the, in our houses where perhaps we're spending time in our homes doing things which waste our time, we could have been spent out there supporting and blessing the poor. And so therefore the spoil of poor is our, in our houses. All of this indicates and all of this shows that we have to be humble. Uh, I was listening to a, um, it's not a conference, but it's and it's not even training; it's just a, a talk or direction given by a, a, a brother called Doctor uh, uh, Rob Ferrell, uh, who was a former Stake YSA pre- YSA Stake President, and he was a uh, he's uh, got a couple a few sessions uh, shown on the leading Saints uh, website, where he's talking about supporting and blessing the the up the rising generation, the the youth of the Church and the the YSA, and uh, he was talking about how. Uh, And I I don't even remember the context of what he was talking about, but how we are, when we go to the veil, we are all pulled through the veil. In fact, he was talking about a a sister who had gone so far from the gospel, so far from the commandments. And over a couple of years, she was able to make her way back, but she still couldn't understand and believe why she was able to enter the house of the Lord. And uh, the, the, her Bishop and uh, her new fiance literally pulled her in, like they linked arms with her and walked in with her uh, because, They were with her and she had done all that she needed to. And she was now worthy to enter the house of the Lord because she had just tried to change and she had changed to become better. Um, And then he likened that to the fact that at the veil, you know, we are all pulled through. And I just had never considered that before. The atonement of Christ, his power, his hands are outstretched to literally pull us toward him. And it's a great blessing to me to know that obviously with these kind of, condemnations and the 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 re, the rewards of pride being talked about in this chapter, whilst they can seem quite very negative and can seem quite, um, I, I really can't think of the word right now, but just uh, they 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 may seem to pull us down because we might think, well, is that us? We also need to recognise that the saviour, which of course. We we shouldn't take these these chapters out of context because then Isaiah talks openly and lovingly about the Savior and his and his coming and how he will help and support and bless all of us, and uh, I'm just so grateful uh, to know that he's there for us and that uh, he will be able to help us pull out of this pride cycle uh, and uh, become a renew new creatures in Christ. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the study today. I kind of went uh, off there in, in the last few minutes on a tangent I didn't expect. Uh, but I hope that hopefully something was of interest to you. Um, if there's anything you've been studying, I'd love to hear it at Roberts 90 on Twitter or email Session at gmail.com. And of course, please join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you, can, of course, can then share your own study there too. Thanks for your time. And until we meet again.